This podcast is not for children or the easily offended. The opinions expressed do not reflect those of the host's families, employers, acquaintances, or even the hosts themselves, depending on how incriminating said opinions might be. Coming up in this episode, we discuss children's stories and whether they're just shit. I'm going to be discussing the problems of bullying and the best ways to deal with it. Double buckings and basically anything to do with parents' evening. Haha, <laughs> what a fucking nightmare that is. And you'll be hearing from me, Pete Steele, about all things Brum Radio and being mistaken for a woman, despite the fact I've got a fucking beard. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Sad Mad Dads podcast, the show where three fathers talk to you about their experiences wandering through the strange, horrifying and exhausting, yet wonderful, exciting and fulfilling world of being a reluctant grown-up and a parent. We're trying to get our heads around the fact that our creative dreams and desires are now small considerations in an increasingly complex matrix of family stuff that he's doing right now. We promise nothing but honest parenting, far, far too honest parenting. And this is episode fuck knows what, because it's all crazy with the order at the moment. I'm your host, Danny Duckus. I'm Rich Stokes. And I'm Pointless Rinser. And this week, we are joined by a very special guest. Joining us in the studio is Mr. Pete Steele. Hello, hello, hello. And guys, kudos on your your booking strategy here, because last time you had um, the famous comedian Stuart Goldsmith. Indeed. And uh, and this time you've got me. Well, you know, we've got to try and keep the limelight. (laughs) Going. Someone who looks like a cross between Mick Hucknall and Andrew Strong from The Commitments. <laughs> That's my claim to fame. Is that what you think? I, I feel like you, you, for the benefit, I feel like you're more like a, you look more like a, like a Viking on Dress Down Friday. Well, <laughs> like a Norse like, god. I look like a member of Grand, Granddaddy with the shirt. Viking. <laughs> <laughs> if you got old as a Viking, you may well be a Granddaddy. Flannel shirts are cool. I yes. speak as a, as a dedicated wearer of at least two flannel shirts. I was just about to say, shirts. there is a flannel shirt just behind you there, so I don't know well, if that counts. I got, I got mistook for a, a woman today. <laughs> um, you have a beard? Yes. yes. I, I can only imagine, because I got out of the shower and there was a delivery man outside. I thought, right. <laughs> outside the shower? <laughs> what kind of a house do you live in, sir? This is how good Amazon is. This, that's, that's, that's really, really right to I need soap! <laughs> Send me some soap! Delivered, DPD, sign here. <laughs> just got suds in my eyes. Um, can, yeah, just, just hand it to me, please. Thank you. <laughs> you scrub my back while you're there. See, I entered the door and he was like, oh, hello, dear. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I can only, I can only, because it's quite sunny, and I can only imagine because I just got out of the shower that the glistening of my beard just blinded him, right? And so he just saw the periphery of my long hair, um, and yeah, and then he just sort of slunk away. Where like, do you wear your towel? What? Well, <laughs> luckily, <laughs> I had the, I had the, it was around my waist. Yeah. However, I had the forethought to put a dressing gown on. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you've doubled that up then: dressing gown and a towel. Yeah, and then by wow. the time I'd done all that transaction, I was pretty much dry. Yeah, well, that's belt and braces. That is. That's that makes really, sense. Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> So I've got, actually not a similar story, but I once had that whole, you know, the sort of waist towel. It's a skill. We're all very good at it as gentlemen. The waist towel, little loop, off it goes, fine. And then walking out through my, at the time, housemate, and sort of saw him and asked him a question about something. And he was sat at his desk and I was standing next to him. I thought, I'm in a towel. Hey, we live together. It's fine. And I was only getting back to my room thinking he was a bit withdrawn and I don't, don't really know what was wrong with the guy <laughs> to find out there was a big hole in my towel. <laughs> And basically, Mr. Mr. Wiener was just hanging right out, pointing at him the whole time. So, being just perfectly normal, as far as he's concerned, but he's up with a nice little glory hole in the town. Do you, do you remember the content of the conversation that you had with him? I wonder what you were going to say then. Do you remember the content? Were you, were you full? Had you, had you just masturbated? <laughs> were, you, were, you, were you half engorged? No. I was going to say, because it would be more awkward, presumably, if you were standing there still going, so, 
How's it going with Christina? <laughs> so, oh, thing is uh, getting a heavy hit of love yet. <laughs> would you like to see my penis? Yeah. Like, so, um, damn, how'd you get your tail to hang like that? <laughs> <laughs> to the left or to the right? Um, yeah, but there we go. So we have now have similar experiences with various unknown people who might have seen us. But I didn't get mistaken for a woman, which would be weird if it isn't my penis. <laughs> for you, especially. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that small. It's because you're a gorgeous blonde. That's what's going on. That was it. I thought he, th- he thinks his luck was in. And, yeah, I, yeah. and then suddenly, beard. <laughs> oh my God, I made that a mistake. Yeah, uh, that's the patented beard noise, I think. Yeah. <laughs> we can all the do beard it. beard growl. Us beard is ones we can all do. <laughs> well, actually, we do have a, a side issue here, so for the... Uh, benefit of the listeners one side of the table is very bearded yes the other side of the table not so much i can't grow a beard you've both got really good beards and my my facial hair fails to coalesce into a proper beard it's just lots of individual strands that are upset so i can do good stubble but when i grow it out it's just like a lot of very small straggly unpleasant things it's a lot of work mate with a great beard comes great responsibility (laughs) as spider-man's great granddad once said <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. Do I, you have a beard, uh, an attributed beard, like a comb or brush? Yes. Is it? Yeah. I've got. Oh, a, right. I've got a story about about grooming on the face, but I'll tell you about it later. Okay. We'll say face grooming. Yeah. Well, it's a good job because we've got a segment coming up about beard grooming um, <laughs> products and sales advertising. It, so it relates to parenting as well. So it's, yeah, it's that's all right. But by all means, hold it back. That's fine. Yeah, well, I will. You, you know, we got plenty of time. Did you say advertising? <laughs> well, we can advertise beards. <laughs> Have you ever considered growing a beard? <laughs> Buy our painted beard growing rub. <laughs> rub it on your face and stop shaving. And lo and behold, in six to seven weeks, a beard will be there. I've got a tube of that. <laughs> Guaranteed not to be mistaken for a woman. <laughs> Buy a DVD delivery driver. Excellent. Yeah, other courier services are available. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. I quite wanted to talk about, because recently I had, um, amongst my many spectacular parenting fails... I just decided I thought I'd add a new one to that. So what we had was um, parents' evening not so long ago, mm. and I decided to um, book mo- both of my children in for the same time at parents' evening. So on the ground floor, they had to be seeing one teacher, and on the upper floor, the same child, a different child had to be seeing another teacher. Now and they want the parents you, there for both of those. Are you are you your children studying physics? No, because there's a problem there. Do you think so? I, well, I, I mean, they've only given me the brief details, um, and I'm not a, like a physics major or anything like that. But the whole sort of same time point, different bits of space, same people. There seems to be a problem. Yeah. Well, I didn't. It was. I'm gonna. I'm gonna reveal the terrifying truth to you. Go on, I mean, I'm. I'm struggling to guess. So. It was an error. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But w- would you go so far as to say this was a fuck up? Yeah. But <laughs> I will. I will. I. I tried to pass it off at the time as one of my amazing ideas, like, like a better use of <laughs> time our time saving. and resources. Yeah. I was like, two parents, two children. We go upstairs. We go home. We'll be drinking wine before we know it. Ah, oh, both um, parents were there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I received. But they weren't both criticism. parents. At the parents' evening. Oh, it's just fucking picky, isn't it? So, uh, but because I'm obviously infinitesimally close to being perfect, what I like to do 
is occasionally give my wife something to complain about so that she's got something to talk about to her do, friends. Yeah, do, do Never, you know, ever give a woman something yeah. to complain about. Do you know about. what I find? In my experience... What else can she do? What, so I just thought I'd yeah. absolutely ruin parents even what, for everyone. What a person you, who live, you live with really needs is something else to complain at you about. Yeah, yeah. In my experience, they need that. Yeah. You know, it keeps the conversations going. <laughs> On those long winter evenings, and yeah. indeed those long spring evenings. Those, those long, those those long one-sided conversations that involve lots of raised voices and you having to go, yes, dear. Yeah. yeah. So it made perfect sense to me to do That's that. Right. Well thought through, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So how did, you, um, <laughs> how did you resolve this conflict? What we did was... Baseball bat? <laughs> we went to one teacher. Can we come back tomorrow? <laughs> and she went, yes. Because the alternative was to come back at half nine that night. Ooh, no. And you can see, you know when you can cope with something as long as you know how long it's going to last. And you can tell that particularly with primary like school sex. teachers. Yeah. It's sort of like, is it, I, like I like the fact that, that Danny Ducker sees sex as an endurance test. <laughs> like an Olympic Fuck sport. Yes. Yeah, I'm up, to, I'm up to 40 seconds now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you get, and you, get, you get graded at the end of it, so I must try yes. harder. <laughs> and F. faster. F for fucking rubbish. Yeah, so you know, like, you can cope with anything as long as you know how long that's going to last. So you're going, like, oh, this is annoying, but there's only 25 minutes left. And you could tell that each primary school teacher at this parents' evening was going, well, I'm still at work five hours after I ought to be, but at nine o'clock I will be released into the into the atmosphere and everything will be fine. Whereas if our our idea of going, oh, we can come back later... It was like the whole room kind of shimmered slightly. <laughs> like when something changes in the Matrix, it was yeah. like, well. <laughs> We're meeting at the pub at nine. Yeah, spontaneous <laughs> emotional response. No. Um, so, yeah, so we it's arranged. It's not the spoon that bends. Yeah, it's yourself. We, we thought, no. What's the, the usual hell of parents' evening? I mean, it, imagine having to do that, though. Either you're going to just repeat the same sort of, oh, they're doing well here, doing well, well done, that's great, like them. Or it's really unpleasant because you've got to now talk to a parent and tell them that their child's not the shining beacon of loveliness that the parent thinks they are. Yeah. Does anyone think that about their children? No, they were both bastards. Yeah. That's what, that was my point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, they're all right, lovely little kiddies. No, it's... um. I don't really worry about it. It's like this first bit of them being at school and that. It's, you know, it's like their first teeth. You don't really have to brush them because fuck it, it's... They get another set, do you know what I mean? So yeah. Just concentrate on them when they get to... Yeah, so they look like, look like a meth addict for the first six years. <laughs> and after that, go for something a bit better. Well, I think it's like, it's like a gym for their personality, isn't it? It's like you want to build the muscles in the right places. Mm. You're, not, you're not perfecting a child, you're building a grown-up. So as long as they're Ooh, like going for something and seem to be changing in some way. If, if you know, if they go, well, Mr. Stokes, your child mostly dissects people's pets <laughs> behind the bike sheds and, it, and is victimising the smaller children. Have you seen the television, the popular television programme Dexter? Because <laughs> um, if you can find a local policeman to instruct him on, on perhaps directing his... I'm going to say enthusiasm um, <laughs> to, towards uh, uh, murderers. Um, maybe that would be better. You know, that would be, I would raise an eyebrow in concern and alarm. 
But I'm, I'm just envisaging you now. That would be your only reaction. One eyebrow just slightly raises. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the teacher goes, I'm glad you've taken that on board. Anyway, maths. Yes, I, well, I'm, I might make a note in my diary as well. Yeah. Dear diary, <laughs> today I received some disquieting news. Um, but apart from that, I, I, I would I would be shocked to find out there were serial killers, but I wouldn't be completely surprised. <laughs> no, it would be upsetting. Killers, I think you're, uh, yeah, you're, you're a sort of anarchist sociopath until you're about eight or nine. You have to install non-psychopathic behaviour on them. Yeah, empathy's by, learnt. It's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like, when you punched that small child in the face, <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that a good thing or a bad thing? It was a good thing. No. It was a bad thing. Yes, it was really satisfying. Yeah, it's cartilagey crunch. Yes. <laughs> they were being a cunt. <laughs> Don't say cunt. Oh, but on the parents' evening, what they do is they leave all their work out in the alleyway, like like on recycling day. They just leave all their stuff in like a big plastic bin, and they go, "Parents, turn up quarter of an hour early and read their fucking shit that they do." <laughs> you pricks. This is what I have to do all day. You read it. And my um, my younger child, who is six had written what I thought was, um, find my headphones, you cunt, <laughs> on the first page of his book. And it was, find my headphones, you can't. But he'd written... Oh, so he's Londoner then? He'd literally... You can't. can't. You can't. <laughs> he'd literally written, find my headphones, you cunt, on the front page of his book. Brilliant. That's the first thing me and my wife saw. <laughs> and we turned and just like sat there. <laughs> And everyone else, and people dress up for parents' evening as well. So people turn Do up in they? suits oh, and stuff. Oh fuck off! No, no. fancy dress. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> people turn up as like Barney the dinosaur, ghost in the shell, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, the, the girl from Ring. I like. <laughs> I like manga. What? Brilliant. Oh, um, I'm definitely dressing up for the next yeah, parents' evening. Just come to my school. Then. No. Um, but here's you, my father. He's a wizard. <laughs> But because that Good was evening! The- <laughs> <laughs> Cast a spell on this face. I think that's Bane. <laughs> Bane after a particularly a- interesting You <laughs> feel like you're in charge. <laughs> um, but yes, but because that's the first thing I read, find my headphones, you cunt. I, we both cracked up and just almost collapsed. And they give you these tiny chairs to sit on. They give you the small child, yes, even yes, though they yes, know yes. there's adults coming to parents' <laughs> evening, because that's the point. They give you the tiny child, only get one ass cheek into it chair. And we were just like collapsing in the corridors in, <laughs> in sort of like happy sadness. I don't, I don't know where you can go from there. 10 out of 10 for creativity. Yeah. That's the title of the book. <laughs> Find my headphones, you cunt. By, by Little Johnny. By David Walliams. Have you like? He's got children's books. They're a bit sort of Roald Dahlish, and they're illustrated by. We're all familiar with Roald Dahl, right? So, oh, like, yes. the utter pinnacle of what children's writing should be, in my opinion. And Quentin Blake, amazing illustrator. So, David Walliams's books are a bit like that, but a bit more grown up. And he's got an illustrator who's a bit like Quentin Blake, but not quite as good. Um, and they're fine. I've only read a few bits, but the audio books are absolutely terrifying. We've been listening to them in the car because it's like, um, it switches the children off for long journeys. So like you want to go out to the countryside and let them run around and it's like 
in the, it, with the best will in the world, it's kind of like owning Labradors that talk sometimes. <laughs> and, and I love them and they're amazing, but also they have lots of energy to burn off. That's what I mean by that. I don't mean to sound cruel and horrific and horrible. And when they're grown up and they listen to this and go, my dad hates me. I don't hate you. Yeah. Future you. You're amazing. But, 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 also, you, but you did do a shit in the car once. But you, <laughs> I mean, how had you muted? But you keep breaking everything. No, but... Um, <laughs> so it's like... Stop sniffing my balls. <laughs> Stop. Leg you fucking Labrador, you. Leg humper and face biter, I call them. However, however keep, keep that licking the asshole up. I'll come and use all those. <laughs> oh, my God. For the right person. For the right person when you're older. Um, Jesus. For Jesus, no. <laughs> well, yeah, no, you do that in church, you're definitely getting kicked out. Oh, or no, no, made head choir boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It depends on the... Anyway. Jesus loves um, you, and as long as you stop doing that in but, the front row. But they listen to these... So they listen to, like, a, a four-CD audio book, and it's not like the author just quietly reading out the book like that in a sort of soporific way, which you'd get with, like, a grown-up book, like a John le Carre or whatever... It's got actors in, and one of the actors just needs to be shot in the face with a harpoon. <laughs> it's literally like a well-known trope in children's books. It's, it's, it's a well-known, well, it's a well-known director's impetus. Mary had a little lamb. He was shot in the face who's with a harpoon. Having, who's having the harpoon treatment today at the end of this rehearsal? Because it's like if you listen to, I think it's called the Demon Dentist. If anyone buys that, and you know it's a great story. If anyone already owns that, there's one woman who just does every line reading at the top of her voice like she hates the universe. And like, or, or that she's 90 feet away from everything at all times. So all the other, but like David Williams, experienced comedic actor, he can do it and he can do different voices and it's fine. And this woman just comes in and goes, <laughs> everything, regardless of the emotional content of what she's doing. And I'm like, surely someone was in charge of this. <laughs> And and knows that that's not how anyone ever be has behaved in the history of history. That's not fair. Because also, the audio volume is at a certain level. And so it's like actor talking to actor, actor talking to actor. <laughs> actor talking to actor. And I'm literally like, I, I could be reading my amazing book here. And every so often, I, everything just shoots up into the air. So not not recommended on audiobook format then? Destroy the audiobook format. Burn it with fire. So, uh, anybody who wants to buy those, um, <laughs> maybe don't. A, I suppose, are your, are your, all your spawn are probably too young for those those particular books, I guess. Well, well, I, do yeah. you know what? I've, this is the first I'm hearing of them. I was aware he had children's books, but I know nothing of them. They're Every, quite good. Everyone's got a fucking children's book. You do anything to do with show business, and then the next thing is a children's book. Probably if you shit as well, if you don't mind me saying. Loads of money. No, no. I know there's loads of money in it, but yeah. <laughs> I stand by that comment. Well, I think it's it's very easy to do shit ones because I think a lot of children's authors, and we might have said this when we decimated that woman's children's book a few podcasts uh, ago. Monkey and Me. Um, in oh, that, in that particular episode. But it's easy to do a shit one because a lot of children's authors either don't have kids, you pricks, don't fucking do it then, and don't realise that some poor parent has got to read it a thousand times a day. Yeah. Or they think, oh, this is easy. It's like a grown-up's book, but without the long words taken out. No, it's not. Because you have to keep someone interested every step of the way. Because yeah. the plot has to go boom, 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 boom. Whereas grown-ups are like, well, I'm 1,000 pages into this. Um, 
I'm sure something will happen at some point because it's a big book. <laughs> and lots of people will do that. I was talking to someone about um, Lord of the Rings and it's only now that I realise there's so many descriptions of rooms that you never come back to and things that you never see again. Yeah. And it's like, there's no need for that to no, be it's there. A, that's a slog, especially for kids to get Yeah, to. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I read that when I was about eight or nine and like I've skimmed through it again and enjoyed it. You Sorry, read a book belt. by eight and nine? Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. But like, I think... Intellectual. Just, well, uh, it's... I think my my parents were both librarians and both worked a lot. Like, I grew up in the children's library at Selly Oak Library, just like reading... He was, he was feral. He sort in, of lived Saturdays in the Saturdays. self-help section. And, <laughs> and the yeah. self-help section. <laughs> See, <laughs> some people just need to live inside the problem. <laughs> he punched me in the face. Mm. Right, it could so, be a rainbow and not a painbow. <laughs> Right. Oh my god, please tell me that's not a slogan from something. I think it's from an episode of Angel. Wow. About self-help. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll remember that one. So, Mr. Steele, what, what books are you potentially reading to your little ones? Well, for, give us some context. So, you have two of the little critters, I've, I believe. Yeah, I've got two. One has just turned three, and the other wow. one's about eight months. Ooh, so, I don't read to nasty. him just yet. Although, he is in the room when I read to my daughter. Oh, so he's picking it up, sort of absorbing Kind it. of, yeah. yeah. So, I'll, so I'll read to her primarily, but every so often I'll turn to him and, and emphasise words to him. But, um, Sausage! Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> 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 the cat and the hat! <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> Colossally uh, yeah, yeah, little bastard. <laughs> That sounds great. Yeah. But there's a, there's there's a, a book I've just I've just um, read to my daughter a couple of nights ago, and it's I can't remember what it's called, but it's one of these books that is designed to make the child fall asleep as you read it. I like that sound of those books. Have you have you read it? Have you is read it? Philip Pullman. I don't know. <laughs> I just it's about a rabbit. Okay. And that's all I know because the plot is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> it is that that essentially wow. essentially. Puts the child to sleep, and the, but there's like instructions in there where it says um, if it's written in italics, you have to read it in a slow, calming. I've never manner. experienced That's this. Sounds clever. like a great idea. And do you know what? It fucking worked. Yeah, yeah. But I, I nearly fell asleep reading it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the. That was, of it, isn't it? I was literally because it tells you to yawn as well, and I was doing real fucking yawns. <laughs> I was like, this is the word. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> the rabbits can home now. That's great. Are you asleep? Yeah, you're fucked. I will say, like for little kids' books, the bar isn't high for exciting plot lines either. So if this is particularly soporific, I love just. I don't know why. I mean, you say it, it seems like a fucking obvious thing to do. The whole point of reading the story, part of the bedtime routine, is to chill them out and relax them. For, so why not make something that's actually designed? It's Darren Brown shit, and it? it's just you know. Yeah, suggested. NLP. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> programming your kids. I'm gonna yeah. put, put you to sleep and wake you up in a town square in Japan. Fuck <laughs> 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 it! What are you gonna do about it? We're just gonna film it and put it on national television. It's character building. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wish I wish I'd brought the book actually because it's got some really good illustrations. Like the rabbit goes along and it's meets perfect a, for an audio podcast. Yeah, it meets it meets a snail. Oh, just you know, off off a hair. <laughs> meets a snail, and it's basically got a full head of hair and a beard. On a snail. <laughs> on a snail. Nice. I like that. It's like, like a BG f- snail. Exactly, yeah. It was like Brian Blessed Snail. Nice. But falling asleep. <laughs> Girl is asleep. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, my, my two are a bit old for that maybe now. But It's yeah, a good job you didn't bring it. We'd all be asleep. Well, that's it. Yeah. That's the problem with that, though. He's trying to bloody stay awake. 
when being a knackered parent, especially with an eight-month-year-old. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. But do, yeah. do you sing them lullabies? You're the singer of a band, uh, right? Yes. You're the singer wow. of Fat Lip, the Plug that band. Soul yeah. Plug that band. We've actually got a gig. Oh, I don't know when this is going to go out, but it's Saturday the something... Uh, <laughs> somewhere. See you there, guys. <laughs> it's a gorilla gig. It's going to be awesome. I think we're, fat lip. we're in Walsall, we're in Lichfield, we're in Cannock and uh, Walsall again this month. Cool. April. I will put links in the show notes to, I'm assuming you have web website, Facebook, etc. No, we don't fucking do that. Oh, too cool. <laughs> too neat. Yeah, we're, we're a word of mouth band. <laughs> have you got something to watch on YouTube? Uh, on Yao Chow? Yeah, some embarrassing stuff that people have filmed on their phones sounds good Maybe, yeah. yeah Pete is one of the best showmen I've ever seen he can own a room of chavs at the <laughs> rougher end of King's Heath it's fucking amazing to watch Ace. that's true I did own them you did yeah they actually were, paid for all of they them they were offering to suck my dick after that show <laughs> it was a good show <laughs> did you uh, did you cop off with that fat minger that you were dancing with or are we still recording? <laughs> what? Yes. Sorry, moving on. No, it's part of the show, the dancing bit. It's a hired uh, dancer. Are you going to dance for me? If you want me to. Yeah. He's, he has promised to dance yeah. for quite a few people, actually. He hasn't seen it yet, though. Mm. Apart from the Tyrannosaurus dance, which, oh no, sorry, Raptor, Velociraptor dance, which was interesting. What? You remember the Velociraptor dance? Mr. Pointless Rinser. No. Well, we can't publish it anyway because you were naked at the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember whether this was stag deal or just random weirdness, but you know. I just feel like this is going to be set out in court at some point. <laughs> this is going to be recording. Do you, recording. Do you be... remember the Velociraptor dance? I do. Answer <laughs> so the questions. Do you see the Velociraptor anywhere in this courtroom? <laughs> it was him. It was him. <laughs> Arrest that man. Clever boy. <laughs> Contempt of court. Okay, let's let's stop talking about that. Cool. Right then, moving on. Yeah, my most recent and most egregious parenting veil would probably be that. Pete Steele, do you what? have any parenting veils you'd um, like to share with us? I've got like, I've got loads. Yeah, well, that's just standard. <laughs> can, like really bad ones. Guilt and pain. Go on, go on. Give, give us, give us a selection. Okay. Well, uh, I took my, I took my daughter to a racist wedding. Excellent. Okay, now was this where... Was one... it advertised as a racist wedding? <laughs> yeah. Is it where one racist is married to another racist, making some kind of super racist? It was, it was the only wedding I've ever been to where both the bride and groom are both wearing white, basically. <laughs> Surely that's not the only thing that... <laughs> they could have been from a boy band or something. Yeah, she wasn't holding a bouquet, it was a burning cross. <laughs> was it upside down as well? <laughs> no, but the, the racist part of the wedding isn't, isn't the actual... Isn't the parenting fail, actually. Right. The 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 build up to going to the racist wedding, as we all know as parents, um, you are late for literally everything. Everything. Yeah. You can plan meticulously, and you'll always be fucking late. So we were getting ready for for this wedding. We thought we'd had it all planned out, but no, we were running behind. And there's this kind of unwritten rule when you're getting ready that there's always one eye on the kid. Unfortunately, because we're in such a panic, we took our eye off the child. Oh, that's your first mistake. Yeah. We put her on the bed. She's about one and a bit, so she could walk, but she was still, she's only a dot, so, and our bed's quite high. So we put her on the bed, and she tried to get down, and just heard a massive crash. And she, <laughs> she tried to get down, fell onto, we've got a, a built-in wardrobe, so the rail of the built-in wardrobe was exposed, and she smashed her face. Oh, no. Straight, Jeez. Right in the middle of her face. She looked like fucking Tyron Lannister, when she <laughs> fucking gashed right down. <laughs> 
<laughs> had to take it to a wedding. Get lots of lovely pictures <laughs> with this girl. <laughs> My abused child. With a scar down her face. Brilliant. So, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a particular Good start. Yep, like that. Yeah. That's all right. Um, the other one was um, cleanliness, right? The cleanliness always surrounds the child and the house, but I feel like us as parents, we sort of neglect our own cleanliness <laughs> and hygiene sometimes. Yeah, yeah. hygiene. <laughs> yeah. This is it. <laughs> so... One day, I had five minutes, I thought, oh, do you know what, I need to trim my toenails. And <laughs> I get a bit of dry, dryness on my feet as well, so I give it a good scrub. So I was doing this, and um, I was in the living room, and I, was, I didn't have a bin, so I was, put, <laughs> I was putting clippings and bits of dead foot skin on the arm of my couch. Right, so Very posh. But yeah, but yeah. It's like, do you not just drop it under the carpet and let someone else deal with it? <laughs> or just snort it like a fine snuff. Well, you say that, right? And then my daughter decides she wants to play with me. I, I, yeah, let's have a play. So 10 minutes later, I've completely forgotten about the pile of... Of disgusting, unmanly <laughs> body produce that of, you've just yeah. left on the side. And clone offcuts. And yeah. our play ended up on the sofa and I was tickling. She's trying to get away. Oh, yeah. Oh, Daddy, no, stop tickling me. And she went, made her way over to the arm of the chair. Yes. At, at this point, I'd still forgotten that I'd left it there until she suddenly stopped in her tracks. <laughs> And I was tickling her at this point, and she wasn't laughing. <laughs> and she sort of lifted her head and turned to me, kind of. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Nice. For the listener, there is miming of smacking of lips mastication. and and yeah. certain mastication. And she had she had she had it in her mouth. Nice. She's chewing on it. Nice. But kind of like not enjoying it, obviously. Well, <laughs> it's <laughs> a learning. It's a learning process in it. Yeah. Life is it's all about learning. So, I mean, you know, the forgetting that that was there, playing with child, yeah, there's priorities. Um, I'm still more concerned about the fact that... what That's fucking disgusting. Why weren't you putting it in a bin or, or <laughs> My intention something? was to, when I'd finished, to take them and put them in a bin. Well, I would hope so, sir. Yeah, once you've yeah, got I'm a finished not, heap. I'm not an animal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think cleanliness is... You do kind of... You have to prioritise, don't you? Yeah. It's like, if, I, if I'm going to walk down the road with my child, it's almost as though you think it's emblematic, emblematic of your ability to cope if your child looks neat. So I've got this thing recently. I've only just realised that it's almost horrifically habitual with me is I'll just be talking to one of my children and I'll just start cleaning out one of his ears. <laughs> as though that's a thing that any normal person would do with yeah. any other yeah. human being. I'll oh, just yeah, be, I'll, I'd like drift yeah. around to the side like something out of Family Guy. I'll just like be drifting around <laughs> and then like the little finger comes out and I'm just like... Yeah. Hold so still. You, you take, that's it. But you take this out of the parenting. You, you, this happens very quickly, I find that suddenly you're doing things which are fucking disgusting to, especially to someone who's not a parent. Yeah, yeah. And Blood of my blood. Uh, well, yeah, but you just, you just then <laughs> do it. I will take out you? your earwax. Yeah. But I find also, I mean, um, a while ago I had a, a job doing tours at an art gallery and I've been doing it for a while and then the, the line manager called everyone into, into one space and they were like, we really want to talk to people. Um, we just want to quickly recap on uh, presentation. We, it's really important that that everyone understands that we're the face of the organisation and that probably we're the only people that the public are going to meet in terms of, of getting a, a picture of what we're all about. 
And I was standing there sort of going, well, I'm generally pretty well turned out. I'm pretty neat. I'm okay. And I looked down and I had about a Weetabix and a half down there. <laughs> <laughs> caked onto the left-hand side of my shirt. Yeah. You know, and not, not like... Um, a like, Weetabix and a half, though. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Not, not like you wouldn't notice, but like a sort of ice sculpture yeah, like in, top, in congealed milk and oat. Top pocket sort of thing. On, in wheat. <laughs> And I, and I was like looking, and it was like a black shirt as well. So it wasn't like um, like you wouldn't notice. It wasn't tweed, so it would like blend in. Yeah. yeah. So I just anything. So, and I was looking and I was like, okay, so that's happened. How can I style this out? Um, and I was like, how did that? And what had obviously happened is I'd like leant over my kid to say goodbye while he was eating. And oh, said the goodbye. Tra- the transference. And now that's what does my head. And he'd yeah. con- conferred a mouthful yeah. of his food yeah. and a handful of his food onto my onto Indeed. my apparel. Yep. And then I put my suit jacket over it and then left. Then <laughs> 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 got to work, marched away. Don't I look neat? This is a very well ironed shirt. And then taken my sh- taken my jacket off and I'm then joined this meeting about cleanliness and public presentation. <laughs> standing there proudly. <laughs> chest puffed out well and you people had better listen well to this because this guy knows what he's talking about <laughs> just with food dripping off me standard that the whole transfer like hands little little hands with whatever god knows what on them go anywhere near you so when i'm leaving in the morning it's like don't fucking touch me <laughs> yeah <laughs> bye daddy Shut up. Just sit there get your go keep that distance yeah yeah it's not possible back the fuck up yeah <laughs> Yeah, but that that whole sort of um, cleanliness and bodily autonomy with kids just goes out the fucking window, doesn't it? Because you're just you're constantly looking after them. The whole nappies thing, you get used to just the fact I am wiping shit off another human's ass here, hmm. and it's a normal <laughs> thing for me. Yeah. Oh look, it's another fingernail. Yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. But <laughs> actually, the first time that happened to me, I freaked. Oh yeah, the totally first, that's freaks. it. Yeah, no. the first few times it it hurts, <laughs> but then you just get used to it. I was kind of I tend to overthink things. So like when a friend of mine had a kid before me, I was getting her to show me about changing nappies before our kid arrived, so that I was kind of like all sorted. Mm-hmm. I was like, now I know how to do this. It just doesn't prepare you for that fucking stink. That's just disgusting, isn't it's it? It's the fill your pants, then they lie down and it goes up their back. Yeah. Or Brilliant. like, I can remember going out for my wife's birthday one time and I took my... <laughs> That's a change of nappy. <laughs> it was a messy night. I took the youngest kid to the loo and um, he sat down and I was like, well, he sat on the loo, he's obviously going to do a poo. Uh, and you go into the cubicle with them, don't you? Because you can't just let them lock themselves in. So I went into the cubicle with him. He sat down... And I thought he was going to do a poo, and then he pissed all over me. <laughs> a, a standing, an arcing two-foot piss. Yes, right, so I'm dealing with And I was currently. like, I'm dressed really well. <laughs> and now I'm wet. Because we're out at a nice restaurant. It's, it's a, you know, it's a £15 a main meal kind of restaurant. But this this is the challenge. Because it's so somebody's it's, birthday. My eldest was a female, still is a female, to my knowledge. Um, <laughs> and, and now is it, now and, her gender is fluid. And now now I have a younger boy, so the whole sitting on the potty thing, now I've got a fucking hose pipe to worry about that doesn't necessarily aim where it should. So, <laughs> I don't know, it's just different. Weird. It's not much fun. I'm not looking forward to the potty training thing. Just don't bother. Just nappies until yeah. they can understand... 
I don't think he's ever gonna. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Or he literally does give a shit everywhere. Like, Wherever. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, just, just keep him in it. nappies, man. Okay. That's going to cost them. Yeah, it's more expensive, but you don't have to... <laughs> when he's 27, someone might pull him up on it. I don't know. Well, they're getting pull-ups. <laughs> but um, it's... <laughs> I think it's it's harder to force them to do something than to just go, oh, right, it's not a race. It's, you know, it's yeah. not a marathon. It's a... It's just one person doing their own thing. Oh, fuck it. I'm in no rush. Can't be asked. Story of my parenting life. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so did you sing them songs? You're small people. No, no, yes. No, yeah. <laughs> no, yes. We did, we did with my daughter because she was a restless sleeper. Because <laughs> she's a wrestler? <laughs> Come on, girl! I tried headlocks, I tried body slams, and she just kept kicking out. This so, will not be pinned. So I busted out a bit of Wiggly the Worm. Genius. <laughs> oh, no. And she was down kids. for the one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> no, but me, me and my wife actually kind of, um, we do little duets and like we try and harmonise oh, with nice. each other and stuff. Wow. And me being the singer, I always get it completely wrong. <laughs> He's actually a better singer than I am. She can keep in tune better than I can. It's, it's quite annoying, actually. <laughs> so we, I'm always interested with the things people choose, though, for lullabies and stuff, because my feeling is it's like you want something from your own life that um, that means something to you, and you're sort of passing it on to them. But then a lot of things yeah. from my life don't work as lullabies. Well, my I can't wa- sing Nirvana. <laughs> exactly. My wife, my wife does it more than... And actually, she sings... A lot of like Muppet songs. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like the ta- the one about the tattooed lady and and they're halfway up the stair and all that sort of stuff. Okay. And it really really works, and she really enjoys doing it as well. And it's amazing to watch. I'm just I'm, I just sit there and just admire it really. It's so great. that sounds amazing. Mm. Yeah. I, does it not make it more? Because my wife sings like really 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 fucking upbeat lullabies well, <laughs> and gets them excited, <laughs> like Motown songs. Yeah. Well, like um, there's, there's yeah Motown um. Uh, Ella Fitzgerald, Mississippi Mud. Do you know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The end in the Mississippi yeah. Mud. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not going to send them to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> what you want is like a minor key slow version of Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> Have you heard of Jeff Buckley? At, 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 at no beats per minute. <laughs> you sing, yeah, at, yeah, you want Hallelujah. Um, slowly. We, yeah, so. I think there's choices to be made. There. There's definitely choices to be made. Um, and even if you can't sing, I think it's important to try and just try anyway. Yeah. Ask Lou Reed. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's Bob Dylan, yeah. another one. Yeah. Oh, he can sing. Can he? He, he chooses not to <laughs> quite a lot. Well, yeah, that, that, that wasn't yeah, like to sing like that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that bit. But there's a lot... like dinner when I'm <laughs> <laughs> But he's also got loads of albums where he just has like a really good voice. Like uh, Nashville Skyline. If you can be bothered to listen to his back catalogue. Fucking amazing. <laughs> but uh, I was listening to it in the womb, so I'm indoctrinated. Fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally down. I was born in the year Street Legal came out and I was like listening to it when I was 14 going, this sounds familiar. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's because your dad was listening to it all day, every day. From the moment you were born. <laughs> That's why it sounds familiar. Could be worse. Oh yeah. So I wanted to see see what that these what you guys think about this. One of my kids um, has been having problems with uh, with bullies at school, and I find it quite difficult because you want 
to, on the one hand, um, skin the bullies and eat their skin and in take, front of them. take their skinless children to their parents and go, you made a bad child, don't do it again. I've eaten his skin. <laughs> I've eaten his skin to show you what happened. And on the other hand... Which would be perfectly reasonable, I think. On the other hand, you want to go through the proper channels and go, you tell a teacher if anything's proper, you talk, you talk to a grown-up, if anything's bad, you want to do this. I was talking to um, a friend of mine today about it, and she said, yeah, um, my daughter was getting bullied, so what I did was um, I went to the school and I waited by the school gates. And uh, when the kid came out, I said, um, I'm going to hurt you to the kid. <laughs> Fucking hell. Wow. And the kid went, you no, know, you, can't, you can't hurt me. I'm, I'm a child, you can't hurt me. And she went, I know. But I'm going to wait until you're 18, and then I'm going to kill you, unless <laughs> you leave hell. my daughter alone. <laughs> and I was like, effective. That's quite fucking. I mean, that's not going to be a great 18th birthday party. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> like, what Come would you like drink, for your birthday? Johnny. I would like protective custody. <laughs> <laughs> Come and have another drink. No, I'm not coming out of the safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you can you empty a swimming pool and put me in the swimming pool, please? <laughs> That's that's extreme. That is extreme. But I mean, I, at the time of listening to it, I was thinking, I wish I uh, c- could think of doing that. But it seems like the sort of thing now with like social media and everything, it would just be like, evil dad threatens small child yes. and is a horrible bastard and goes to prison. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably different if you're a protective mother as well. There's like something you expect, perhaps. I don't know whether that's right, but you expect... It's sexist. Like a, that's what that is, Richard. Yeah, Blatant sexism. Women are allowed to threaten to kill you, and it's okay, is it? Well, it's this kind of threat, this uh, the sort of the threat, the not threat, the the myth of the sort of tiger mother, isn't there? You've got the kind of protective thing. Ooh, go on, tiger mother. <laughs> yeah, tell, yeah. tell us more of the myth of the tiger mother. It's not like something out of Thundercats. Oh, um, with an off-the-shoulder leotard. Oh, oh. stop it, um, <laughs> Chitaro. No, Chitaro. 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 Is that not one of the three? And Chitaro. Yeah. One. Oh, it's, that's a big. It's the Chitaro, isn't it? Chitara. 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 Ah, okay. Panthro. Yes. And Chitara. Yeah. With a big long pole. Oh. <laughs> it was the spots in the hair that did it for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like she needed a good rinse. Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> Thunder. Oh. Thunder pads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm so, sure she wasn't. I'm sure she was lovely. She wasn't. A for any listeners that aren't stupidly old, <laughs> look up Thundercats. It was brilliant. They should do a movie. Vin Diesel as Panthro. Be fucking Why great. Not? Yeah. There's a, trailer. There's a CGI trailer that never went like never, ca- never came to anything. <gasps> right. Mm. I can track that down and put links in the show notes. Oh, yeah, you mean you'll, you'll ask thing. me to do it and yes. put fucking links in <laughs> the show notes? And you'll do it because you can't edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, challenge accepted, sir. <laughs> P. Rinser has just informed you he's got no pants on and a giant penis for a face. (laughs) 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 Or he will do when I've finished editing it. (laughs) See, that's true revenge, not like being like... Straight, straight to some uh, a child's face and saying, "I'm going to hurt. I'm going to kill you." Yeah. So what? What were you thinking? Did they wheel her past in one of them Hannibal Lecter cars? <laughs> <laughs> Two guys in white coats. Yeah. And he's, Soon you'll be dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So yeah, so I don't know. I, my feeling is, obviously, you want to get involved in some way, and at the moment we're going through the proper channels with the school, mm. but I just feel as though, oh, you want to show your kid you're on their side. Yes. And it's not necessarily the infrastructure of the school that's going to do that. You need to be that extra presence. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I want to be like, 
go in and do something else, but I don't know what else that would Super be. Dumb. Super dumb. I'm yeah. just going in like Batman and go, where is he? Slay <laughs> 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 me! Yeah. But that wouldn't work. That would yeah. be bad. It would be satisfying, though. It would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, it's tricky, isn't it? Because you've, you've got to try and teach the lesson of sticking up for themselves, not letting it get to them, which is, let's face it, impossible at that age, versus the no we need to go through the proper channels for this and let's face it most bullies are just fucked up and insecure and, and lonely themselves so. but my my thought is, like I had a horrible time at school so I was trying to put myself in his place but I feel like now like what's happening in your not yet double figures uh, age is happening what would have been happening to me in kind of mid-teens. It's like society in its way is speeding up. They've all got phones. They've all got yeah, yeah. Yeah. intensely complicated computer games. They can all play together online. They can all talk to each other. Oh, the fucking can, social media side of it is cyberbullying you know, and all that is crazy. You can Anyone argue that to. the online thing is now 50% of existence for them. Probably. Definitely. Easily. Yeah. yeah. And like loads of them are like six, seven, eight, and they play the joined up computer games that people play. As, as adults, you know, mm-hmm. and so they yeah, socialize and, and, and attack each other <laughs> yeah. online. So, my opinion, my feelings, my experience doesn't really make any sense. I'm trying to solve 21st century problems with 20th century yes. um, information, which just isn't, yeah, and the work. gap's bigger and bigger, isn't it? Yeah, um, so yeah, the challenge is for us to try and the, the, work out what it's doing. <clears throat> it's like the, the extreme response thing, which is obviously you know, Batman, instinct. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Punch um, them in the face. That thing that's just written into you and it needs to be there. But like, it's just, it's immature and it's the wrong way to go about it. Do you know what I mean? Long run, it would mm. be totally the wrong thing to do and you'd be in the shit and you'd regret it. Yeah. But like no, no, you say, no, you're, no. you're dealing with the primal urge to sort it out, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, no, I mean, rather than do it like that, you need to sort of like drug their food. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for them to start blacking yeah. out. They, yeah. they wake Trail up at the top the of a junk heap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even worse than that, they wake up, you know, sort of dissolving in a chemical solution <laughs> of some description, ready to be tipped down a drain. And they're like, you've left a note, just, it's up to their neck, yeah? And there's just a note on the inside of the barrel explaining what's happening yeah, and why. You well, did you, wrong. Yeah, you could even have them on, on an online game say, watch your own death. Yeah, you chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you kill them, they won't learn nothing. No, that's why you torture them first. Yeah. Okay. So, so we don't so need the, any more info. The pointless on rinser hand, has won this one. Yeah. So on one hand, we've got to go through the proper channels, tell the headmaster. On the other hand, dissolve them in a vat of acid. <laughs> So somewhere between these two, I like, I like to give the you know the right angle. Yeah, that's fair enough. I feel as though some people would say these are two extremes, but yeah. I'll be honest with you, as a student of society, <laughs> I, I think that's the proper way to go. We're just talking options, man. You've got well, to, if you close down these ideas, that's not that's not free speech. That's just overly safe. Well, here's what I was going to say, and I'm not yet sure this is the right way to go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this open to the group because I feel comfortable here and I feel like this is a safe space. So uh, my, plan, uh, <laughs> my plan was you tell the teacher, you name the person, and you go, bloody hell, this person is causing me trouble. If it doesn't work, you then wait until no one's looking and hit them really fucking hard. <laughs> what the headmaster? No, you, know, you go, I've tried it your way. Yes. He didn't leave me alone. I felt unsafe. I hurt him a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then they can't then throw the full force of what you would normally do as a as a disciplinarian, as a as a teacher, as a as an institution at the child. Yeah, well, because poor. then it's kind Those of like mean, I tried it your way. Yeah. they're still fucking with me, so I felt like I had to punch them in the there fucking cock. There is an cock. interesting thing there with regards to. <laughs> That's not how my children talk. <laughs> Hello, Hello. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Do you know what we did in geography today? <laughs> I don't like beans anymore. Sedimentary rock is <laughs> <you> formed. <laughs> If you wish to speak to me, I shall be under the table with Spider-Man. That would be bad. And this is this is the child that's currently getting bullied for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a frightening version, like a combination of David Mitchell and the Terminator. I've told you this, son, you bring it on yourself. <laughs> yes. No, no, father. <laughs> I think you're wrong. I, you will find that I am a victim of circumstance. My green scaly skin has got nothing to do with this. <laughs> I went to the teacher and he told me to fuck off. <laughs> so so I, I exact my revenge. <laughs> so I ate his wife. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you yeah. think, Pete? Um, Tell me things. I, I think... It's important to. Sorry, can I just pause? Because the difference, the difference yeah. here is this is a, I'm assuming a conceptual idea for you at the moment because we haven't we haven't Once, got to the age yet with your children. It's funny you should say that, Dan, because this very day on this day of this recording, um, my little girl actually came home and said to me and my wife, um, a, a girl had hit her on the head and then hit her in the mm. face. So how, how old is your little girl? Sorry, she's just turned three. Man. Right, so that's quite young for that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and because she she gets confused sometimes, she's still like she's still learning verbs and and adjectives and things like that, and she gets hot and cold confused. Like it's yeah. something's warm, but she says it's cold and it's not. So we try and get her to describe what happened, and just it's just about keeping a dialogue open and just saying, you know, if someone does that to you, you need to come and tell us. And she's I done think that. That's a crucial course. bit, isn't it? So that they yeah. feel they can come to you regardless. Exactly, because like on their side. Yeah. Exactly, because yeah. the worst and and. With the cyberbullying thing, it's getting more and more common. Is people aren't talking to their parents Correct. and yep. they're just keeping it to themselves, and it's and then it eventually ends in devastation. Mm. Not a very funny thing. Devastation. Nice. I'll be here all night. <laughs> Try the veal. Yeah. <laughs> to be and waitress. Suicide. <laughs> but yeah. Sorry. But yeah, uh, the, you know. I'd like to think we we provide advice parents <laughs> yeah, show. Don't, don't fucking take our advice but Jesus yes we provide yeah it. I think just the most important thing is to keep making sure there's an open dialogue with the children and that they can come to you with absolutely anything and you can deal with it together I think it's the, the crucial bit and I don't know how you deal with that line when they feel they can't for whatever reason and I suppose the biggest issue with bullying is if the bullies are saying well, if you tell someone I'm going to hurt you more so it's trying to overrule that with their understanding that they can just tell you anything yeah well i think the main thing is to make sure that um and i'm not saying that this is something that i'm able to do but it's certainly something that i'm aiming at which is to make sure that they think that you feel that they are brilliant yes and that you know regardless of what's happening there's one person that just completely and utterly thinks you know, your head and shoulders above everyone else. Make sure they understand that they're the ones that are the dick, not them. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because mm. otherwise it could go south. Well, that's mm. what I thought. I mean, what I've been saying is like, well, this person's obviously an idiot. You don't want idiots to like you. That would be yeah. rubbish. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone has to like you. Yeah. In fact, if everybody likes you, you're probably doing too much of a walkover or whatever. Yeah. Well, there you go. Good advice, I think. But what yeah. else can we do other than provide stuff? For... We get my friend who threatens people outside school gates to yeah. ad- adopt or, you. Or, po- <laughs> or pointless to get his vat of acid out. Yes. <laughs> How much money you got spared? <laughs> I can get money. <laughs> hey, I got a barrel if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some paper you can write the note on. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we were promised a beardy section. <laughs> so I'm going to hand it over to my uh, colleagues who actually have beards. That's uh, a room in Amsterdam, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a beard dissection? <laughs> or some kind of weird operation. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to have a beard, and my good lady basically told me, very nearly. I mean, I actually ended up getting rid of it because my youngest, who had just been born at the time, um, wouldn't let me go near him and I was like I want to cuddle the baby so I, I shaved it off oh okay I've since wanted to grow it back and have been told that divorce may be on the cards <clears throat> but she's so I think rather shallow personally I've I've got the opposite problem I can't shave mine off you're not allowed I'm to shave I'm not allowed Ooh. to shave it off really yeah serious wow so she's actually said like if you shave it off I'm, I'm gone pretty much bloody hell the power of the beard the power of the beard yeah. you keep the beard Make some nuts. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it drives them crazy. Yeah. Man. No. <laughs> this, is like, this is what you two don't understand, man. Me and Pete just had a moment then. It's just like, oh, yeah. no, a beard moment. Yeah, beard this beard's moment. in control. I did find, actually, I got more women looking at me once I'd grown a beard. Well, it's very in, isn't it? The old fashionable yeah. beard. But you yeah. haven't got a that sort of enormous, I've just lost Karl Marx in my beard. beard. <laughs> no, it's not the proper full-on hipster type. It's, it's, a, proper, it's a proper man's beard. Yeah, hey, it's all right. <laughs> Does the job? It's basically hair. Does the job face. gets me from yeah. A to B? <laughs> <laughs> it's there. What you got I, on? Yeah, I didn't shave. And, Just a bit and, of beard growing. Yeah, hair came out. That's basically how it starts. <laughs> See, this annoys me because. <laughs> but this is very annoying for me, being someone who. Not only had to wait fucking ages to actually get anything that resembled a beard rather than just mange. Um, nice. But then had to like get it properly trimmed and, and oiled and treated to make it look anywhere near nice. Whereas people who can just fucking grow a beard without it. Like, oh, I like didn't a shave. sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't shave yesterday. Look at me. I've got a beard. That's yeah. really irritating. But you're, you had a ginger beard, didn't you? It was a little bit ginger. Yes, which is apparently quite a which is fine thing. Which is fine. Obviously, that's fine. Nothing wrong with ginger There's people. Nothing wrong with that. That's completely racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've got a very patchy thing. In which case, you need the length in it to make it look like a beard. Which I, means pit, it- I pity these two. Look at them. Look at these beardless twats. Beardless fools. <laughs> but like, I had to grow a, a moustache. I was playing Toulouse Lautrec in a play. And I had to grow them, and it took me so long to grow the fucking moustache. <laughs> and it was like, um, it's kind of especially when you're. Um, I think it was the first acting thing that I got when I moved to Birmingham and it was the first paid acting thing that I'd got for ages and I was like everything is riding on growing this fucking moustache come on and I was like eating loads of eggs and stuff it's like protein come, make the protein come out of my face it looked awful as well <laughs> you've got I to just go, drawn it on you've got to go full bore with the moustache so I actually had the handlebars at one point, which, right. was, which was fucking cool. Did you wax that the corners? I did. That looked good on you. I waxed so. it. I quite liked it. it yeah. You know, like a 1920s wrestler. <laughs> 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 you went far off. Yeah, but I had... you got to watch... 
like the the small like chin beard with the twizzle moustache. Yeah, t- no, no, like the, the Oxford Wolves. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, for anyone who's listening, we're doing the Oxford. We're sparring. <laughs> Um, and you yeah, have like, like a them. Diablo as well, the little twirly bit no, of, see, but that, that comes out the bottom. I haven't got enough of a chin. I'm too patchy, so he needs to be long to flow through. I can't. Right. I'm not allowed to get rid of the beard, and I wouldn't do it to myself ever again. It was that people treating me like something had died. The people coming up to me like, what the fuck happened? I am a <laughs> you, chinless motherfucker. Well, yeah, and it's accentuated when you, when you shave off a beard. Yeah. So... When I, when I took mine off, I you did the sort of sh- you have to do the stages, don't you? So so the jowls came off first, and then you're left with the trucker, and you leave the big like you know '60s porn star moustache, and leave all that in the stages, end up with the Hitler standard. <laughs> and eventually, when he came off, you look in the mirror and go, "What's happened to my head? I appear to be a turtle." <laughs> really weird. But just because you're used to having that extra like inch or two on the bottom of your chin, and it's all about the extra two inches. Because they're on. On Brum Radio, there's Glyn Phillips, isn't there? And he's got amazing. He's got the hair. best moustache in the city. He's seriously, he really yeah, yeah, yeah. probably in the country. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever entered any competitions. <laughs> <laughs> he should do, but only, only for fear of embarrassing the other competitors. For yeah. the benefit of uh, of you guys and the listeners, he runs. It's like a world music, isn't it? Mm. Show. Uh, it's World Brum Beat Radio. UK. World Beat UK. Uh, which is on Mondays, eight till ten p.m. Quick plug for you, Glenn. Don't say I don't ever do it for you. There you go. The, and the, he's a kind of poet yeah. and percussionist as well. But yeah, he's, he's also got the most distinctive kind of um, turn of the century uh, British Empire look. Yeah, he's got yeah. Three piece really suit. Yeah, he's got um, a pocket watch and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Edwardian. Yeah. He's, he's quite the character, is Glenn. Yeah, yeah. and he's, and uh, being a presenter as well, very difficult. You've got to be very eloquent. He's actually got a stammer. Right, yeah, yeah. And oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he uses the radio as a way to get over it. See, that's interesting. Like and, Gareth and it, Gates. Yeah, is it yeah. successful, though? He, he doesn't suffer for it on air. <laughs> no? <laughs> What's that? No, it's, it's terrible. terrible. It's terrible. No, and nobody can listen to it. <laughs> he, scri- he scripts his, his shows. Right. So if he's reading, he's absolutely fine, and he, he enunciates everything perfectly. Sometimes he goes off script, and then he tends... He doesn't stammer as much, but he does tend to babble... Right, like you can hear it. Yeah, yeah but um, interesting. But yeah, it's a yeah, it's a weird, weird thing. Because you, you see, sort of like some people can sing and they're all right, but if they don't, they can't. and so yeah, that's quite an interesting yeah thing. I don't really know where I'm going with it. I just find it interesting. What's the king's speech and all that? When sort of you stop, what's one of the techniques? You drown out their own hearing so they can't hear themselves talk, yeah. and then that yeah. What was it the king's speech? Wasn't it with the, the music yeah, yeah. over the something? Yeah, fascinating. There yeah. you go, science. Is it psychology uh, psychology <laughs> I don't know voice stuff. that's a science Stam- stammerology it's a thing <laughs> anyway <laughs> lost where we were going with that but yeah so Brum right generally we've talked about it Brum Radio so yeah. this is your thing talk to us about it uh, Brum Radio we are an online station broadcasting 24 hours a day um, we're completely independent we rely on funding from patrons um, and yeah, we're basically an alternative radio station, and it's good. It's Very all right. Good. It's okay. It's growing. We've been going just over a year um, broadcasting. That is, and um, we're just about to have our first birthday party at the Jam House. Very exciting. Quick plug, April the eleventh. If this has uh, gone out in time, if not, where the fuck were you? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, April the eleventh was fucking amazing. <laughs> well, hang on, we, we, we caught two bits. So we're going to be there. It's going to be ace. Cut. 
<laughs> what a fucking great party that was. <laughs> there we go, covered both bases there. Um, but yeah, so we, it basically was set up um, by a guy called Richard Farmer, who I met a couple of years ago. Um, we were just having meetings at the Mac for about eight months or so, and then we just put it all together really and just uh, fucking did it just did it um still going we haven't closed down yet um <laughs> and just because we just felt that look i mean we were talking earlier about about the city and how it's it's growing and it's thriving but the music scene and the art scene is so undervalued and so underrepresented um like the bbc just do fuck all for it <laughs> and i mean Fuck all. I have noticed that this is the only city where you can't get a BBC introducing now. There is a BBC introducing WM on WM. But if you Google it, how would you get in touch? With what do you mean? When you try and get every other BBC introducing. Yeah. I mean, I can submit my stuff to everywhere else. There's not one where you can just go, bam, upload track for, for, our, for Radio WM. There must be. There was. There's not no. Only. <laughs> how long ago was that then? A couple of Only months. A couple of months. Because I, I mean, I've seen artists posting like emails on Facebook saying, "Oh, look, WM, going to play my track." Oh, okay. So I'm pretty sure there's a way of doing it. Oh, fact check. Yeah, fact check. I'm going to investigate that. Then. We're in a That's post-truth cool. world, Rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could be lying, <laughs> but, but I'm not. But it would. But I am. Would it be a lie though? Because whatever's said in the moment now counts as. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll check it. I out. heard someone say it on television once. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> reality's malleable but yeah, yeah but i'm i've honestly you know there's people in all sorts of tiny much smaller i want to say constituencies <laughs> who have their own bbc introducing and i was like for the second biggest city it's just not been happening for ages yeah um, i mean we did like a live i've done like live performances on it ages ago but i feel as, mm. i thought there was a lull there is a it's, it is still going they have and like, two hours on a saturday evening where they play all local music but it's it's they could be doing so much more and statistically we are for our per capita um we're actually the most underfunded city in the country from the bbc wow yeah huh this is hardly conducive to creative uh parents or non-parents exactly so that's why we kind of thought we we need to do something about it really and do you think that's because is there like a culture of doing yourself down in the midlands there is that to it but i don't see why that would concern anyone from outside because other um, folks, if you talk to someone from Manchester, they will talk to you about how brilliant Manchester is. Yeah. If you talk to someone from Bristol, they talk to you about how brilliant Bristol is. Something, even in the accent of Birmingham, we're going like, yesterday, <laughs> I won <laughs> a million pounds <laughs> in the lottery and I don't have to work again. And it's like, you know, you're immediately, there's a sort of sense of like, yeah. we, we have less pride and we do, we've, and have always done a lot more than, than a lot of folks. And, you know, if you've got Shakespeare, if you've got Samuel Johnson, if you've got the Lunar Society, if you've got Matthew Bolton, if you've got um, a lot of Led Zeppelin, a significant amount of Led Zeppelin and yeah, Black, Black Sabbath, Sabbath and, yeah, yeah. you know, if, if, if that's your heritage, presumably you should be going, we're amazing at everything. Yeah. Which is not the case. We're Bristol, right. kind yeah, yeah. of like. Well, we've got tricky. <laughs> <laughs> he he was good. You're mispronouncing that anyway. I think it's Brizzle. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, but but there's a sort of there's a sense here of. Well, we're not London, so we're just not as good. There, and that definitely has come across in the last couple of years. But I've seen a significant sort of twist. 
whereby people are going, actually, yeah, There's we are pretty, ton of we good are pretty stuff fucking going calling yeah, yeah. Birmingham. Yeah. And, um, you know, you look at the place like the Hare and Hounds and Sunflower Lounge, mm-hmm. they're putting on some fucking great bands. Totally. Some great acts. And Kitchen some Garden Cafe. Kitchen Garden Cafe. Um, Ooh, cafe. The Blue Piano. There's absolutely, Blue Piano. Yeah, there's tons of places. The um, food is amazing there as well. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> This is just an advert for Birmingham now. <laughs> I mean, we're still, seeing, we're still seeing big, big, like, international acts missing Birmingham out. Yeah. Of, of their tours, which is really still quite frustrating. Totally. But I think I think it's going to change pretty soon. Good. Next year, definitely. Well, it will all be helped along by things like Brum Radio. Hopefully. So where's the, be- where's the website? Give us the links. What Brumradio.com. Um, we're on Twitter at Brum Radio, Facebook Brum Radio HQ, and we've just released our um, app that you can download. Hey, hey. Yeah, for iPhone and Android. Excellent. Hey, so yes. Google Play and uh, iTunes yeah. Store. And it's free. Oh, free app! Yeah, hey, hey, now that's something. So you've all got to, you've all got to get it. Definitely, otherwise you're gonna get it. Okay, he's got a beard. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I trust this well, man. Well, you know, you can download it if you want. I don't want it. I don't mind really. <laughs> I want an app from a local Manchester radio station. <laughs> Guys, fucking get it! It's fucking amazing. <laughs> you love it. Fucking right on. Come on. Cool, right, well, we'll put links in the show notes to those, so everybody go and check it out. Uh, we shall be listening, and if it's 24 hours a day, then it's good for everyone, sure. Yeah, and also I should point out that when we're not doing live shows, um, our automated music that just plays out is all Birmingham West Midlands music. Excellent. Nice. Every last song. And having been in a Birmingham band for a good portion of my youth, I would definitely bloody recommend that everyone gets behind them, so... Mm. Yes, good stuff. Well, thank you very much. Well, uh, like I say, check out the uh, website and show notes and we'll get those links sorted out. Please check it out. Well, that just about wraps it up for this week. Um, thank you very much for everybody for coming along, Mr. Rich Stokes. Thank you. Thank you, Pointless Rinser. I will lick the crevices until the flavour's gone. Okay then. And <laughs> um, moving swiftly on, thank you very much to our special guest, Mr. Pete Steele. Thank you very much, boys. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And we will see you all next time. The Sad Mad Dads podcast is free to download and always will be. You can find a shed load of free audio, comedy, and music, and also get in touch on our website, sadmaddads.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can also find the link to our Patreon page on the website, and every little helps. You can also help us by leaving us a five-star review wherever you can and telling your friends about the show. We really appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. this horrible fucking story about a zoo yesterday I just wanted to kill everyone in my house in my postcode <laughs> okay. fox with socks did you read that one fox with socks green eggs and ham man oh. will you shot it's like, the fox it's not even clever it's just right there's one whole bit where he's making up animals and it's like oh in my zoo I'd have a bibbly flump and a giggly gump and it's like neither of those are words you just made them up you prick to make them rhyme that's not fucking poetry. <laughs> I think we've hit a nerve here. <clears throat> I want to rape you with a tree. <laughs> <laughs>
So, back back to the task at hand. The root end. The root end. Feel my mighty roots. <laughs> Below the surface. Look at the veins on that trunk. <laughs> Have it. Take it off. <laughs> Well, I pulled this out if there's still leaves on it. It's going back in. (laughs) Some will be pardoned and some punished. So we were talking about um, like hygiene, um, which is something new parents will have to deal with, especially of their own. Um, Another thing that new parents will have to deal with is tiredness, as we all Indeed. Can attest. Yeah. No, I see. You, you're getting this worse now because you've got an eight month year old. Yeah. You've eight month eight month year old. I used to say yeah, that. Very weirdly. <laughs> and there's not a big gap, is there, between your two either? No. So no, you're missing bad. about a year and a half's worth of sleep at the moment. Yeah. So uh, this is a story that um, hopefully will turn into a piece of advice for Ooh, new, okay. new parents. Um, so there's a little bit of preamble to this. So both of my children were delivered by C-section. Were any of yours C-section? Uh, no. Second one, yes. Yeah, but my cousins were. Yeah, so so you'll know, or you, you might not know, that the recovery time for a woman having their C-section is sort of six to eight weeks. Indeed, kind of only he- heavy lifting, any driving. But the first two to three weeks, they are literally fucking immobile. Well, you just basically cut them in half, yeah. or halfway through anyway. So, so yeah. dad has to pretty much do everything. Yeah. Yep. So for our first, um, not the breastfeeding. Maybe. Apart from that, <laughs> but we bottle fed anyway. So then, I, you know, so we doing I still didn't then. have an excuse. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, so um, where was I? Yeah. So when my my daughter was born, um, so she's the eldest. I was still working then, so we took shifts at night. So because I was still working, so I'd stay up to like two o'clock in the morning, and then get up about seven or eight, and then go to work, and she'd take over. Um, after a month of that. You know, you're very tired. So when the second one came along, I wasn't working. I was at, I was at home. And I said, right, okay, you go to bed. Go to bed at 10 o'clock. You get up at 7 o'clock. Have a good fucking sleep. And I'll do the night shift. I'll stay up. And it'll be great. And then you take over and I'll go to bed for a, a few hours. Brilliant. Did that for a bit. Fucking hard work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after a month of this, so she's starting to get some feeling back. So she's able to do more. So after a month of this, I'm literally wrecked. I'm shaking. I'm walking around like a zombie. I don't know what fucking day it is. Um, and my wife just says to me, do you know what? I'm feeling all right. I'm getting better. Go upstairs, put your head down for an extra couple of hours. Oh, fucking brilliant. Thank you very much. Cool. I'll do that. So I made my way up the stairs. I thought, this is brilliant, yeah. Do you know what? Considering I don't know what day of the week it is, I'm not sure when I last had a shower. I'll have a shower just before I get into bed. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, nice clean, get all spruced up, go to bed, nice two hours, lovely. So I get in the shower, have a shower, brilliant. And I get out of the shower and look at myself in the mirror and I think, yeah, I could do with a bit of a spruce up here. Beard's looking a bit unkept, so I'll, uh, I'll get the scissors to this. <laughs> Pick up a pair of scissors. Bearing in mind, I am shaking like a rattlesnake's tail after he's had a curry. <laughs> <laughs> so I take a pair of scissors to my face. After, Always a good start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After a couple of minutes, absolutely fine. I look brilliant. And I look down. Oh, mate. <laughs> looking, a bit, looking a bit sad down there. <laughs> looking a bit unkept. They can't even look at me. <laughs> looks like looks like a worm trying to escape a bushfire. So, right. <laughs> I'm going to do something about I'm going to do something about this. 
So I take a pair of scissors. <laughs> so with with a shaking hand and with lack a shaking of sleep, hand, yeah. a sharp thing towards yes. the uh, jewels. Yes, I okay. took a pair of scissors and I and I began to cut. And after a couple of minutes, that's when it happened. Oh dear. Yeah. Go on. There was some blood. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did we were a bit too enthusiastic with the uh, yeah, length I, reduction? I, I, I cut into my um, my scrotum. Wow, man! I, I, I bet that didn't feel bad at all. <laughs> Not in the slightest. No. no. And after apologising to him like a thousand times, <laughs> <laughs> lefty, no, <laughs> I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh, you didn't think this through. Why? I had to, I had to call the wife. It's like, <laughs> can you come upstairs, please? <laughs> I seem to have always vasectomised myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that must have been quite bad, because she must have been like, so you've had a child, <laughs> and now you don't want any more. Well, Fine. We had, we had actually been discussing me having... The old snip. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, I heard, I heard yeah. previous podcasts. <laughs> I don't expect you want to do this yourself. I'm not averse for that. Maybe subconsciously, and I was thinking, yeah, just fucking do it. Oh, oh, what, I'm here. Yeah. what just, I'm here. I don't want any more. <laughs> so, yeah, so my wife had to basically, like, sellotape my balls. <laughs> but it, well-known medical um, equipment, sellotape. Genius. Brilliant. But, yeah. of course, I just got out of a nice warm shower, so he's feeling kind of loose and fancy oh, free down so there. They bleed yeah, like so you, and you can't put plaster on it because it just moves around. <laughs> and then the, the wound is exposed again. <laughs> Shit, it's like hell. <laughs> a mind of its own. Yeah. Wow. So what, yeah, don't do that. Well, exactly. <laughs> that is my advice. Yes. Right? Don't fucking do it. When you're tired, just go to fucking bed and sleep. <laughs> yes. Right? Don't try and do anything. Don't lift anything. Don't pick anything up. Leave manscaping to the professionals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just go, go to a nice college where everyone's doing a beauty course. I'm just going, can I have a, a back sack? Back sack and crack and wax. Just whip it off. I don't want to come back here for a year. Back sack and crack and get rid of the slack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just one big piece of wax. It <laughs> depends how big your balls are. So yeah, that's a, that's a nice exclusive story for you because I've never told anyone that. Well, there you go. So it's all right. We're not publishing it to the world on a podcast, so it's fine. It will just stay in this studio yeah this is a safe space but if, you, if you donate to the sad mad dad's podcast then maybe we'll release it to you, <laughs> well, there you go. specialist content but you'd have to be listening to this to be able to know uh that. we get into those problems all the time they yeah. sort of tell people to pause it but don't as soon as they pause it then you've lost them so yeah, yeah they go off and do stuff start yeah. waxing their crap <laughs> and cutting their balls off with scissors <laughs> oh thank you for sharing <laughs>